This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cripps Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in the Podcast, the bonus show. My name is Patch and with me as always is Matt. Matt, how are you in this hot climate that we've been suffering the last couple of days? Suffered the uh, the last couple of days, if I'm honest. Um, sleeping has not been easy, has it? But obviously a bit yeah. bit cooler today, so a little bit easier today. But you don't you don't really like to moan about it because we don't get it very often, do we? So, no, but, but it, just uh, a, a reasonable... Diff- Reasonable yeah. heat would be good, wouldn't it? But um, it, yeah, it always feels a different type of heat in this country, which I <laughs> know is so, so stupid to say, but yeah. What a fantastically British way to open the podcast. Talking exactly. About the yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So Matt, just a bit of admin before we start. I just want to give a shout out to to Bristol Dale Boy Dale Bussy, who's been on uh, the podcast numerous times now. Um, yes, it's basically a little advert for him. All five to fourteen-year-olds in Bristol, your chance to meet England under 19s Euro winner and Bristol City star Alex Scott, Redland Green School, Monday the twenty-fifth of July. To book a full day or afternoon for this fantastic, memorable afternoon, go to soccershooters.com. Right. So let's move on to the podcast. So we've been doing these memories and music podcasts now for almost a month. Uh, we had the Hereford home game with. Um, Andy from the Bang Bang Podcast. We've had Bristol City SLO, Jerry on the Mansfield away game in 1984. Uh, We've had Birmingham away in 1990 with Rob Blamey. Watford away in 97 with Stu Rogers. Rovers home in 96 with Mike. Uh, And the Palace home with the exiled Robin, Paul Binning. And then Chelsea home in 1990 with Dr. Dean Allen. And uh, a man who reached out and said how much he was enjoying them is with us now, Stuart Gardner. How are you? Lads, thanks for saving the summer with these podcasts. <laughs> saving the summer. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been, been great. That's very kind. Them. It's really, really good. And so it was such a such a nice tweet from you to uh, to hear about how much you enjoyed them. Yeah, well, I was at quite a few of these games I was at. So, uh, yeah, anything from the 89-90 season, which was, for, if you're a certain age, that's the season. Yeah, um, yeah it was been, it's been great. It's been great fun. Uh, it really thank is. you. Thank well, you very before much. we get into the game that you've picked... Uh, so, looking on your Twitter bio, you are involved with Man United Television and a Bristol City fan. So, talk to us about the history there. Where do I start? <laughs> I'm a City fan, obviously. From the first yeah. game I saw, Bristol City beat the then European champions Liverpool 1-0. So, I peaked too soon okay. in 1978, <laughs> and it's been downhill basically all the way since then. Unfortunately, I peaked too soon. But, yeah, I'm a City fan from Western, um, but I moved up here uh, up to the Manchester area in 1998 for a a job at the BBC in Manchester Mm -hmm. and after another 10 years I got the job at Manchester United TV which is a fantastic job it's been amazing it's been brilliant it's been a privilege to obviously travel the world speak Mm. to some of the most interesting people you can imagine in football Mm. great characters but you never forget where you're from and you can't uh, you can't you know can't See, lose what's what's there, you know. Are you able to get to many games? Yeah, it's difficult. Day? 
it's difficult for me. The most of the games, because I'm working every weekend, obviously, but obviously mm. sometimes, you know, Bristol City aren't playing the same time as United. So the games that I mainly go to are actually away games because there's so many up here. Yeah, well, there um, definitely is this season. This as well. season yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to much less at Ashton Gate, although I'm going to go to the first first game, of, well, the first home game against Sunderland yeah. um, in a couple of weeks' time, which I'm really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost, it's funny, it is, when you're not there, I'm almost more into it now. <laughs> than I was right. when I was down there because, you, you know, it's such great fun. And the away games, as you guys know, are actually, to be honest, sometimes better. Better fun, aren't they? Great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. We love an away trip, Absolutely. Don't we? Yeah, the atmosphere is all, always guaranteed to be uh, good mm. at an away game. But, uh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, story. And um, tell us about the Bristol City versus Man United game and uh, how you cope with that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of people actually, I remember at the time I was, people saying to me, you know, you don't actually have to do this game. You don't have to do this game because obviously you want to be there. But the thing is, I really wanted to do this game because it's quite possible Bristol City, Man United won't be a fixture again for another 20 years, 30 years, Mm. whatever. I've never seen Bristol City, Man United. I've never seen that game. Mm. I really wanted to do that game. I wanted to be uh, the voice of that game. And I wanted to... I wanted to be there front and centre. I'm so sort of proud of our club and what our club is now and what the stadium is now. Mm. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be involved in it. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. But obviously, when the game starts, I'm absolutely, totally in professional mode. You know, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally, honestly, and yeah, I, I, I didn't think we'd win. I didn't think, sorry, I didn't think Bristol City would win. I didn't think Bristol City would win. I just remember thinking, I hope we play well. I hope we do our, us as a club justice. And I remember also thinking it's probably better if we play well, but maybe Man United just win. And it's probably slightly easier for me. It makes it easier when you do the interviews afterwards and when you yeah. just makes it a bit easier. But as long as we play well. But of course, as the game goes on, and I remember when Joe Bryan scored thinking, well, we're playing really well here. But as soon as Latan equalised, I thought, this is probably for the best, actually. What will happen now is Man United will go on and win. But... When Corey Smith scored, I listened back to my own commentary, sadly, and Corey Smith scores, and there's like, I say Smith, and there's silence, and it seems like for 10 seconds, it's more like for two seconds, because it was just silence, I was totally... Yeah, <laughs> in the moment. In, yeah. the, in, in the moment, and yeah. the best thing about that night is my son, who's from here, because he was born up here, but I've made him into a Bristol City fan, which is my greatest achievement Brilliant. as a, as a Brilliant. player, and bear in mind, he could support City and United and God knows who else around here. That was his first game at Ashton Gate. His wow. first game at Ashton Gate. He was in there. was a tiny little corner of our own fans in the away end or in the out stand. In that, you might remember in that far corner, there was just a few little block of Bristol City fans. He was in there. Yeah. And I said to him after or the following day, I said, you understand, it's not like this every week. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be like this for another 20 yeah. years, so make sure you enjoy it. Do you know what, Stuart, you're saying that? There was a, a young lad that that season had got a season to get on his own, sat next to me and the group of friends that I'm with. And exactly what you've just said there, at the end of the game, I said to him, just just take all of this in, because I don't know when you'll see and experience something like this again. And that's, we, we talked about it yesterday, Patrick, didn't we? That's the joy of being a Bristol City fan, that mm-hmm. those moments make you appreciate you know, you go through the lows, but when you get those highs, it's fantastic. So, yeah, what what a brilliant and what an achievement your son being a City well, fan. That's brilliant. <laughs> and, the, and the next time we went was a game at home to Rotherham, which couldn't be more. Oh, and it was dreadful, <laughs> and, wasn't and it? And we were dreadful, and we won it yeah. in about the 90th minute. 
Yeah. It was awful, but yeah, it's still a great win. And he yeah. did say afterwards, yeah, you were right, Dad. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Love but he loves it, which is great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Super. Love it. Thanks for sharing that story with us. However, that's not the game that we're focusing on no. um, on this podcast. Stuart, tell us about the, the game we've chosen and the reason you've, you've selected it. Yeah, it's the, it's the Liverpool game from 94. Uh, actually, I mean, the more I was thinking, obviously we played three times, didn't we? The yeah, first game was yeah. floodlight failure. Then, then, then the, not really a replay, just the, the game played again. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the trip to Anfield, which I know we're going to talk about today. And um, we... These games are so rare. We're talking about the, the Bristol City Man United, the fact that I said, you know, to my son, this doesn't happen very often. And the thing about being a Bristol City fan, these games just don't happen very often, Daddy. We're going back to this Liverpool game, 94, which is not nearly 30 years ago. That's that, incredible. It makes, makes me feel yeah. ill. <laughs> it's nearly 30 years ago. Unbelievable. But that's the thing about sport in our club is that you have to enjoy these moments because they simply don't happen yeah. very often. And the Liverpool game was exceptionally special for... Those reasons, I thought I we played them three times, and three times, and I know you can maybe sometimes glorify the past a little bit. I think we were the better team in hundred percent games, hundred percent, yeah. In all, which which is quite something. Liverpool yeah. weren't weren't Liverpool then as they are now, but it was still a good, obviously a top top club and a good team. Yeah. We were an average, really a bit of an average championship team, really. Yeah, things change, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> We, we we were an average championship team then, but three times to take on Liverpool, play brilliantly, and to win at Anfield was an extraordinary experience for anybody who was there. Yeah, I was at university in those days. I was right back then. I was at university in Exeter, and to get from Exeter to Anfield on that night was, you know, it was a pain. It was a difficult, difficult thing to do, but there was no way I was going to miss it. No way I was going to miss it. Yeah, and and the most. The thing about that was obviously I know it sounds incredibly old here, but there was no social media then. There were no mobile mm. phones. There was no. no you imagine back that now if you had it, you'd have been filming in the away end, you'd have been everything on would have been there on social media. Yeah. But the people who were there, because of that, have got it all here. Absolutely. They've got it all here. That's a great point. They have yeah. not got it. It's not on your phone. It's not anywhere. You're relying yeah. on your own memories, and that's why it's so special to me. And twenty it's twenty-eight years on. It still stands out for me as maybe, maybe my best experience as a, as a City fan. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So for those uh, who don't know, the, the game, the first game at home was abandoned due to floodlight failure after 67 minutes. Goals from Wayne Allison and Ian Rush. The replayed game was on Wednesday the 19th of January in 1994 at 7.45. Again, goals from Allison and Rush. Took us to Anfield on Tuesday the 25th of January. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk through that game right now. So we Play a bit of a game to see how many of the team you can remember. So, uh, Stuart, do you want to go first and tell us the uh, Bristol City lineup? You can pick a pick a player, and then we'll hand over to Matt. Keith Welsh. Keith Welsh. Good start. Stuart Munro. Yeah. Wow, I wasn't getting that. Were you not? That's I a could, great. I wasn't getting that. It's like you say, there there are players from that team that just yeah. Andy Ellen. Yep. Who who on this? I think. So many of the games that you've spoken about on this podcast, he's the right. He, he had an amazing career. Didn't he, he did, yeah, he did, and you, and you kind of forget, Stuart, don't you, that he was that right back for that length of time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to the midfield, and it's a player we've often talked about on the podcast. If I referenced it, he's the sort of player I wish we had now. But Dave Martin. Yeah, that's correct. And Rob Edwards. Um, 
again, a, a, a favourite of mine, and it's one that is a bit of a strange favourite, but um, Liam Robinson. Okay. Ah, yeah, that's good shape. I wouldn't have got Monroe, but Shale, isn't it? Yep, Mark yep, Shale. Would have been. Yeah, Mark Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, main man, Mr Tinian, Brian Tinian. Yeah. Scott here, left back. Right, and Scott, yep. Uh, Wayne Allison. Yeah, I think yeah. one to get. Uh, a junior, junior Ben. Junior Ben, yeah. So Keith Welch, Stuart Munro, Martin Scott, Mark Shell, Rob Edwards, Brian Tinian, Andy Llewellyn, Dave Martin, Wayne Allison, Junior Ben, and Liam Robinson. Do you want to have a stab at the Liverpool team? Well, remember quite a few of them. Grobbler. Yeah. yeah, just shout, mate. Grobbler. Yeah. yeah. Barnes. Clough. Yeah. Ruddock. Yep. Rush, obviously. Yeah. Um, God. We said Barnes, didn't we? Um... For, for dead air purposes, yeah. I'm going to on, give yeah. give it to you. So Bruce Grobbler, Steve Harkness, Harkness, oh, Rob yeah. Jones, Steve Nickel, Neil Ruddock, Steve Nickel, Nigel mm. Clough, Steve McManaman, Jamie Redknapp, John yeah. Barnes, Ian Rush, Mark yeah. Walters. You forget that you know, that was that was the Redknapp era as well. In and you might um, remember as well at Ashton Gate, Robbie Fowler played but, mm. in one of the games, but he broke his leg. He actually broke his leg at Ashton Gate, and I, I remember. He did an interview, it might have been in a Liverpool programme or whatever, and it's like your favourite food, this and that, your least favourite ground, Ashton Gate. Is that what you said, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. No, that is brilliant. Mark Waters as well, obviously went on to play for the Ravers, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rangers, great career. And and Stuart's point, you know, it wasn't, they weren't a Liverpool side that were doing really well, and obviously Sunez being the manager. But when you look at those names... I mean, incredible careers, incredible mm. players. I don't know if you remember, but the week before or two weeks before, they played United, Manchester United at Anfield, and Manchester United were three up. Brilliant game. And Liverpool came back to draw three all. Ruddock yeah. with a head Ruddock, Heather, yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah. And he did that with the head, didn't yeah. he? As he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, three, three, great game. And yeah. uh, they're a good team. And yeah. like I say, we outplayed it. Well, I would say we, we outplayed them three times. Yeah. Am I right in thinking, Patch, that Martin Bodenham was ref as well? He was indeed, and I and I yeah. we've omitted Glenn Pennyfather as a substitute. Oh, that substitute, came on. Oh, and that's a that's a favourite name of yours, isn't it? For it a is. player, Patch, it yeah. is, absolutely. <laughs> I actually got, got the... Martin Bodenham now. That's a hell of just it. because it, it it was there were there were referees of that era that I you just remembered Roger Milford, yeah. Bodenham, and and I just remembered I think probably more Stuart because of the abandonment. Yeah. Um, and I, I can remember being sat in the enclosure and thinking, well, yeah. what are we going to do? You know, are they going to wait and see if it's yeah, going to you know, come back yeah. on? And yeah. After the right. second one all draw, though, I must admit, I did think leaving the ground, it was brilliant. It was brilliant to, be, to see it and see those players. But I, I was going, going home, I was thinking, I wonder if we've missed our chance there because we've mm. played, outplayed them twice. Mm. And you yeah. don't really think, because Anfield still, well, it still has an aura, doesn't it? But Absolutely. You like Anfield. Yeah. You're not. We're not. Nobody wins. At, nobody wins yeah. at Anfield now. Nobody really w- w- wins at Anfield. Yeah. I felt. I wonder if we've missed our chance. You know, because we played really well. I thought. I've actually got the program here in front of me. Um, there's a couple of a couple of highlights I'm going to pick out. The Graham Sunis verdict was a little feature, and it was the cup has thrown us a lifeline that we must seize because I think Liverpool were struggling this season, yeah. weren't they? And obviously, mm. consequently, from us beating them, Sunis lost his job. 
So uh, a, quite a critical time for Liverpool, this. And he had his heart operation and problems before yeah. that. Yeah, he yeah had it was a, like 92, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's a welcome to Bristol City. It's got a, a feature on Junior Bent. It's called The Sprinter with an eye for goal. Um, and we'll come on to Junior's performance yeah. during the game. Uh, and also, yeah, a lovely little feature on um, on Russell Osman as well, who was, was yeah. manager at the of time. Of course. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, right, so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to bring up on screen the, the game and uh, we'll just talk about some of, these, some of these bits and pieces that we can see on the screen. It's coming up to kick-off time. It's a tremendous atmosphere and Liverpool get us underway. Playing so the attendance was well into the 36,000s right. as the well. So I don't know what Anfield's um, capacity was at the time. Yeah, I don't know. Matt, you were there, weren't you? I was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just to point out as well as that's rare is that obviously we must have won the toss because Liverpool are attacking the cop in the first half and they always attack in the Great, second. Yeah. They always do. Great so that might have been a clever bit of uh, whoever won, you know, if we won the toss, it was a great shot. Who was captain? Shell, that thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there we are. <laughs> Rob Edwards. Blustery, definitely blustery. There was a shot later on that sort of blows wide. Andy Llewellyn. Llewellyn, the right back into Martin. And Liverpool pick up possession, but Bristol City immediately win possession. And in the end, Wayne Allison is caught offside. Here we go. The chance. Rob Edwards plays Allison through. This is it. Oh, and a chance for Rob Edwards. Yeah, Rob Edwards. Yeah, just yeah. inside the 18 yard box. Really good move. Lo lovely little ball back from Liam Robinson to him. Allison broke away. And let's have a look at it. He was clear. The options in the centre was Edwards, who was one. There's Tins there, racing. Little touchback there. What a lovely little ball back. I guess he's left side and he had to wait for it to come across his body, didn't he? But. Another opportunity. Robinson's in. Yeah. Save from Grobola. Packed in that way in, wasn't it? Packed. Yeah. yeah. When you watch, when you watch that with Robinson. There, Matt. Oh, you say? I honestly don't. Six thousand. I don't know. It was. I just remembered walking up out into the Anfield and just being blown away by it. And I'd been as a youngster when we were in the first division, but this I I kind of remembered knew about and it just felt so special so i wasn't actually there i was there i was at the first two games um but uh, unfortunately didn't make the away trip due to commitments at school <laughs> but i watched it i remember watching it i had to listen to it on the radio in fact in those days yeah well, I, I'm going to say the, the opposite to you there, mate, because I went to the... I'd never been to Anfield before. And I got in and I thought, oh, this is great. This is Did you? I didn't think it was amazing. It's a first yeah. Premier League game that I've, brand that I've been to. I thought it was a bit... Uh, Maybe it was the... Like you said, because it was Anfield, it just felt, yes. you know... Um, and Keith Welsh was... He was probably, up until Basson, my, my favourite Bristol City goalkeeper. I loved Keith Welsh. So reliable. Such a reliable goalkeeper. He was ahead of his time. If he, if he was now where yeah. playing the ball with your feet, because it was, I think he got introduced probably around the time Welsh was the goalkeeper. Mm. I remember he got caught by John Salako at Palace. 
dwelling on it. Look at that from oh, Barnes there. Remember so that. So Jamie Redknapp has just fed John Barnes and he's curled it left footed with the edge of his. Uh, yeah, more time, the didn't he? Yeah, more time. Well wide. Remember giving Broadway a load of stick as last me away. Look at that. He was on fire at that time, but man, yeah, the money, those couple of seasons. So I went to see uh, Liverpool play, I think it was against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. Uh, hmm. And watching McManaman, seeing him run the length of the pitch, it was the fastest player, one of the fastest players yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. Absolutely frightening. It's a bit like a basketball game, this, yeah. this game. It's chances at each end all the time. On a counter-attack, we were good. So it's a break yeah. again. There's Junior Bent in on the left. Play from Junior Bent now. Here shot we go. Comes in. <laughs> yeah. Robinson shot. So that's fantastic. That that's a, a shot comes in from Liam Robinson, which bends wide and and stays in. Comes back in and it's another slice shot from Tinian, I think. You know, I, c I can't remember the night being as windy as no. it is. Not at all. Here we go, Edwards has, Edwards has fed it the line. Bruce, I, I remember Bruce. this so well. Robinson <laughs> yeah. now, Robinson. Oh, Rob. Oh, Robillard has come oh. out. Has fed a pass. And William Robinson has tried to shoot from uh, 30, 40 yards. And yeah. has just gone over the bar. But from the away ends, as he's hit that, you're thinking he's, he's scored here. Yeah. He's scored here. And he was a player that was just full of endeavour yeah. and such a hard worker. And in these games in particular, it just never happened for him in front of goal. Look at that, you know, to pick it up. So that's, yeah. that shows, so in 94, he could still pick it up, look. That went a back pass, that was a throw-in back. Uh, of course it was, yeah, good shot. <laughs> Look at that for a triangle. Look at that, Dave triangles. Oh. Here we go, Junior. Handball. Oh, He's got to go. That is handball. And he gives the free kick, but I mean, he's so outside the area. Anyway, VAR. A yellow I mean, card for a handball outside the box for Bruce Grobbler. But what I what I really like there was that we, we saw about three triangles. Mm. Three rounds of triangles from uh, the midfield, which set Junior Bent away, and uh, yeah, Grobel has to come out and handball outside the area. Junior, oh, yes, I remember that. <sighs> Junior Bent from um, ten yards. Yeah. Unopposed. And not to even hit the target though. Dave oh. Martin forward. Good, I mean, great, great first touch. Yeah, absolutely. That's the harder part. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Junior. Who was Osman's number two? Is it Liam Rossini? Or was he player? Leroy, Leroy Rossini. Sorry, Leroy Rossini. Yeah, it might have been, actually. It's a lofted ball up from Dave Martin. Headed back into the path of Tins. When Allison tackled, ten swings. <laughs> yeah, there's the senior there, look. Yeah. You never get bored of watching this goal, do you? 67th minute. 
1-0 up at Anfield. What's going through your head here as, as a fan, Stuart, watching nice. this? First of all, I thought there was slightly less to go than 25 minutes. <laughs> but um, you just can't believe it, can you, that you've scored at Anfield. But as you've seen from some of these highlights, we deserved it. We played some great stuff. But if you're a Bristol City fan, you immediately think, how long is left? Yeah. Can you I remember? Can you remember, Matt, the scenes on the on the terrace? I, I remember just personally because I was there with my dad, my brother, um, and a couple of my dad's friends. And I remember when Tinian scored, and I would have been 94, so 24, crying. I just stood there crying that that my team. It, you know, and we've seen some really dark times. Look at that for a mess as well. And I, but yeah, I just remember hugging everyone around me, and yeah. Just to pick up on what we've just seen, it's a great cross in from the right from Wayne Allison, and Junior Bent again on the edge of the uh, six-yard box. Uh, this is the opportunity. I think Liverpool must have committed a few forward now. Yeah, yeah look at it. Yeah. When he ran at you like that, yeah. just, oh. <laughs> just remember being so, so nervous. But in all fairness, I didn't think of, I don't remember us clinging on for dear life. I still thought we played some. Yeah, no, you're right. And we had some good chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, I think again, that, that fact, you know you're close. Yeah, there's a yeah. shot from there. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Is that a save? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, what a save from Keith Welsh there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember that. With the opposite hand as well from yeah, Jamie Redman. Right oh. It was Harkness, wasn't it? Yeah, Harkness. Is it Harkness? Yeah. Bite your fingernails, time lads. This is the FA Cup at its best. Corner to Liverpool, swung in. Where's yes. Wells? Oh, he commands the area. Yeah. And it's well worth another look at that. Uh, look, look at that though. He's, he's nearly at the penalty spot. How many times do you see a goalkeeper come now to yeah. that kind of area of the pitch? The to, my memory and it went to Hartness here we see it again okay. the corner floated in oh it's a great um, strike from Hartness yeah. it so is well. left foot like Bosh a goal in a million well saved oh. that's an amazing save well Glenn Pennyfather's coming on Pennyfather agony agony when you're a fan this isn't it agony yeah. another oh. tip over the bar McManaman's cut in from the left, right foot to strike, tipped over by Keith Welsh. City on the attack now. Yeah, should have passed that one too. Stunned. Wayne's through. Lays it off. Here comes Pennyfather. <laughs> Imagine if Glenn Pennyfather had scored. I'm probably shouting at that point for oh. Pennyfather. Take it to the corner, take it to the corner. <laughs> Come on, ref. We said that enough times last season, didn't we? I think it, yeah. Listen to the City fans. Take your time, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> we were chatting uh, on a, a podcast at some point this season about almost feeling sorry for people who don't like and don't get football. Because yeah. how, yeah. how can you replace, Stuart, this emotion yeah. that you, you feel can't. now? You can't. And it's funny, you can't replace it. 28, 28 years on, you're still you know, watching it and you're still feeling it. Still nervous. Yeah. Still yeah. feeling it. Still thinking, they're going to equalise you, you know what I mean? 
I remember that so Look well. Look at Tim's yeah. booze ring out around Anfield. I do remember though, the Liverpool fans did clap. Yeah. Off. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I actually, yeah, they beamed the game back. The Stockport game, they beamed yeah. it back, and I was, I was there at the beam back for that one. That was they, they cordoned off the East End, didn't they? With yeah. big curtains up. Yeah, I was there for that. Did Wayne score a hat trick that night? Yeah, four nil, wasn't it? Yeah. Even little things like that, though. But you, the photographer there, John yeah. Kelland, John Kelland. Now you knew who the city photographer was. You wouldn't know who that is today, <laughs> but you know that was how it was, wasn't it? It's, Hello, Rogan. If, in oh, case you're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. Uh, yeah, so it's a 1-0 victory at, at Anfield. And as you say, that, how, that, that emotion, that oh. feeling that you get um, as a fan back in 1994 and you're still feeling it now, Stuart, is remarkable, Come, isn't it? Coming out of that ground, in that Anfield road end, and you're just floating. You're just floating on air, trying to find the coach or whatever. But you're just floating. You just know it's a massively significant night for us at our club. It all comes back. It was fantastic. But like I said before, it's so different now, isn't it? In terms of social media and your phone, you'd be filming it all, everything. And, and, and yet now, you couldn't even talk, I couldn't even talk about it with anybody until the following morning. Because, you know, I probably want to speak about it. If you could ring people now, you can WhatsApp people, whatever. It's so different then because you yeah. just had it in your head. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic just going to play a, a, a little excerpt of some some interviews that I've done with players over the years on Robins Reunited uh, yeah. about this game so uh, just have a quick listen to this doesn't it and we spoke about it on the, the podcast with, with Scott Murray and it was actually your goal and then Sunas getting the sack was the reason that Scott Murray didn't sign for Liverpool so he keeps telling us <laughs> I'm not sure about that to be honest I've heard that story more times than I've heard about my goal to be honest, <laughs> but if he was signing for Liverpool, I should have been signing for Real Madrid. <laughs> Tins on uh, on the game, but didn't ask him about the goal because he's been asked so many times. But uh, here's some Rob of Edwards. your memories uh, playing at Bristol City. Then uh, first to you, Rob. Obviously, you were involved in in the game, the Liverpool game away at Anfield. Just talk us through some of your memories of that evening. Yeah, no, that, that whole campaign was 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 obviously. Good, you know, we weren't doing particularly well in the league that year. Although we were hard to beat, if ever, if ever there was a team, Russell Osman had put together of a hard-working team. It was that was the team. We we didn't have many flair players. Dave Martin and myself in midfield. Um, I think Tins on the left, Junior, Wayne Allison was it, Liam Robinson, and then we had a really good back four and goalkeeper. I got to say that um, mm. Martin Scott was. That night against McManaman was, mm. you know, what a performance that was from him. Andy Liu was the right back who was solid. Bristol boy through and through. And then I think Mark Shale and uh, Stuart Monroe were the two centre-halves with Welshie, who was a, a brilliant goalkeeper. So that team, I, th I think that team nearly broke the, I think it's been beat since, but I think beat the clean sheet record in the league. So we were tough to beat and that we took that into the, into the cup competitions. Uh, unfortunately, the, the big disappointment was people tend to forget we got beaten by was it Charlton in the in the fifth round, which was a bit of an anticlimax. Well, the Liverpool night was listen. The Liverpool night was brilliant. No uh, one remembers the Charlton game, and I, I think we probably give Liverpool a bit of a shock when they came down there because the the pitch wasn't great. We got in amongst them, and it was a, it was a tough night. But they they were top players. How did you sort of you know come down from that? Was it just business as usual and straight on to the next league game? Was there any sort of mini celebration? How did you react as a team to to, to that to that conquest? 
uh, we came down the way we came down from most games, and it was usually a couple of cases of beer on the on the coast. <laughs> what but beer it was, was it? What bit? What was your beer of choice back then? Uh, it was. I, I, I remember Neil Ruddock chucking a load of beers on the coach. I don't know why I think he was friendly with Russell Osman, but he just came and just smashed a load of beers on the back of the coach. And you know, one thing about that, you know, that generation of players of those time was they could, you know, they they played hard, like unbelievably dedicated to win games. People like Dave Martin and Shaley and all those boys would do anything to win. Or like after a game, they'd enjoy themselves and we'd have a laugh. By the time the bus pulled up in Bristol, they'd all be sensible because their wives would be here, but we had a laugh on the way back, that was for sure. So let's hear what Wayne and Junior had to say about the game. 28 years ago. <laughs> Can't believe it was 28 years ago. Mark Shell. Here we, go. here we go. Now a key contribution here from Wayne Allison. Look at that! <laughs> <laughs> what, what a bad touch that was! You know, I tried to work an angle to shoot. That kit's come back in, isn't it? That lime green. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, up there. It's a great finish by Brian, though. Yeah. Great finish. It's the one too he plays with you. I really like. <laughs> I thought I could, I could shoot here. Oh no, no, I can't. Is it, is it an assist from Steve Nichol or or Wayne Allison? <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna leave it open. Oh my <laughs> goodness! What was he wearing? You've got a hen hat on there, um, or a tea cozy. Can you try and put into words what that meant that night? Oh, it's frightening. It was a night because, like I said, we had the floodlight failure. Then we drew them one or I think it was when we should have beat them. And like when I speak to people now that my work, and I t when I turn the side that played, I think they had Nickel, they had Ruddock, they had Julian Dix, um, John Barnes. Steve McManaman, they had uh, Redknapp. <laughs> to be fair, when you think about them players now, um, and I remember, I think we, they had the best part of the first half and then we scored that goal. For some reason, I thought we were going to win, but when we, when we went in and won 1-0, it was, I must admit, it was one of the memorable moments really because... We just thought that we 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 were due that win against them because we actually should have done it home to be honest. So we deserved it to be fair, and to be fair to the Anfield fans as well, they clapped us off as well because they knew it was a really really well earned win to be fair. So it was a really good night for us all. And like that, Junior says that we had some chances in that game as well. So uh, yeah. you know it wasn't it wasn't just we just won chance and um, we won it. We were we were good value. Yeah, in that second game, Junior, I've got a note here to ask you about your confrontations with Julian Dix, Bristol boy. Um, I think a number of times I remember him seeing trying to kick you up in the air and you just running, probably running away from him, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, it's the first time I've come against him, which it, one at one, it, it probably fitted my game because he wanted to go tight and I was just spinning behind him all the time. At that time, I think, to be fair to him, it was a little bit, he felt like a little bit unfit. So it's one of my good games. The only thing that I always get killed in the pub for is how many chances I should have scored. I should have finish that game yourself <laughs> great attitude there from from junior bent uh noting that he had several opportunities uh stuart in that game he did i mean in all fairness he wasn't like you know the, the ideal man he wasn't the most clinical of finishes i think it's fair to say but he was he was i thought he was terrific that night he did give him a big problem but and you we saw there we did have some not just about half chances some serious serious chances at anfield it could have been it could have been more comfortable but then you know, Tins probably likes it that he only scored the one goal. He's the man. He's the man. Absolutely. If it had been and two from Bent or something, it would have been quite the same, would it? Yeah. Just looking at that goal, I, 
having watched it all the years, I thought it was a Wayne Allen assist, Allison assist, oh. but it does look like he's the defender Nickel. that gets the little touch, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, which is why, because there was a lot of talk, oh, it would have been offside in this day and age and stuff, but yeah, it wouldn't have been because it was, yeah. uh, it was defenders' touch, but I think Rob Edwards summed it up brilliantly there in terms of that those players that you know they they weren't full of flair, no. But what you had, like I said, with Liam Robinson, Dave Martin, real hard workers who would put a shift in, and yeah, um, Fantastic. yeah, a, a team that live long in the memory, aren't they? Oh, what yeah. an evening! What an evening! Great choice, Stuart. Uh, I, I think um, that's one that will stand out for for mm. many City fans of you know an, a certain age, shall yeah. we say. Oh. I wanted to mention as well, I, I was at Exeter University then. I obviously bunked off for a couple of days to come to the game. And I got when I got back to the university the day later, or a couple of days later, my lecturer absolutely gave me an absolute <laughs> bollocking for, for missing a couple of lectures. And I remember saying, like, rather sort of earnestly to him, whatever I achieve with this degree, nothing will compare to what I saw last night. <laughs> oh, That's exactly right. I was, I was right. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. You're still talking about it all these years <laughs> yeah. later. Oh, brilliant. That's Flash fantastic. Um, so we'll just finish off the, the football um, element with a, a recap of that season. So it's the 93-94 season. So who would you say, Matt, was the highest appearance holder for that season? Uh, I'll go Welsh. Okay. Uh, any thoughts from you, Stuart? Well, Tin, I mean, I put Tin's asked to play every game, didn't he? Okay, so Matt, you're right. 54 appearances for Keith Welch, and 53 for Martin Scott, 51 for Stuart Munro. Stuart, okay. Um, and then I think we have to go down to Wayne Allison on 41 next. What was Tins? Um, 43, Mark Shell, Tinian. Sorry, 48. Yeah, Miss Tins. Right. Yeah. So yeah, some a really settled team that sort of says to me rob mm. edwards 36 matt bryant 29 he was oh, obviously God. playing in that game okay yeah. so yeah fair few high numbers there dave martin 39 yeah and then goals that'd be a bit easier top goal scorer the chief yeah yeah the, the chief wayne allison uh on 20 goals that mm. season 15 in the league um four in the fa cup and uh and one other so yeah, a, a good season, uh, one one to one to remember, and uh, and a great choice. Right, let's talk music now. Uh, Stuart, your musical tastes? Well, I I, I fancy myself from nineteen ninety four. Okay, I, was, I think I was probably at my peak in nineteen ninety four. It's been like down <laughs> ever since, but ninety four, I might you know half a chance. Okay, so the way this works, uh, for those who haven't listened before, I'm going to play a track, uh, an excerpt of a track for um, for Stuart and Matt, and uh, I'll come. We'll come back and we'll just talk about that track and uh, and we'll go through. This is the top ten from the weekend that we beat Liverpool at Anfield. Okay, so in um, in tenth position. Okay, so in tenth place is Hadaway with "I Miss You." Anyone recognise that one? No, I thought it was. Um... They were the two Millie Vanilli that did I miss you, but um, Hadaway didn't he have what is what love? love? What yeah, is that love? was Hadaway. his one, wasn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. How did that make the top ten? Yeah, <laughs> very, very good question. Right, slight improvement for me. This is one that uh, I still play now and again. Now it's uh, a number nine. So that is Enigma, Enigma. with yeah. Return to Innocence. Track Matt, happy with that one? Yeah, I would have got that one. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, skip on to number eight. 
So again, not our favorite Depeche Mode oh. song, um, obviously, but that is a number eight Depeche Mode within your room. Yeah. yeah Familiar with that one? Not as good as the Jade Dirt Silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do. Yeah. We'll have to do. It's not one of the one of the classics. One of the massive know, ones, is it? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it was top ten. To be fair. Yeah, but yeah. you know the voice. Then the voice is so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Number seven. Let's see what we got. Nice. Thanks, yeah. Matthew, for that no one. Uh, do like a bit of Tony Braxton. Yeah. Tony Braxton with Breathe Again in at number seven. A couple of good hits there for Tony Braxton, Matt. Yeah. 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 Quite like Unbreak that one. Unbreak My Heart. My Heart. Yeah. 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 So Classic. Again. Right. Number six. Okay, no so no idea at all. Culture Beat with Anything. No, I wouldn't have got that. No? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with it either. Right. Let's have number five. Number five is Twist and Shout. Shackadimus and Players. And players. Yeah. yeah. Um on the on the album called Tease Me, which is also a, a track that I'm familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Like a bit of Shackadimus and Players, Matt? I do you know what? I don't mind those two songs actually. They're a bit, you know <laughs> X Factory Reggie and Bolly or whatever they were called. But yeah, it's uh Brilliant. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind those two. I reckon that was a number one. Yeah, one? I'm sure it got to number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it did. It was either yeah. on it, it was on if you're on its way up or on its way down at this point. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we will I'm, never know. Yeah, right, I'm pretty sure. In, in at number four, not what I'm familiar with. I know the name Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Cornflake yep. Corn girl? girl. Yep, yeah, I know that one. Yep. She like cornflakes or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was about breakfast cereal. To be fair, but that's a shame. Oh, it's yeah. a classic coming Could've up. Been. Prepare yourselves for this one. Number three. K7, Come Baby oh. Come. What a track. How many times have you sang that on a night out? <laughs> Not enough. Not enough, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. 1994. You didn't have many R and B songs in the charts, but uh, that was certainly. I'm not one. sure I would have known it was K Seven, no. but I knew I knew the track. Yeah, I don't know if they're yeah. one hit wonders or or what, but uh, their album "Swing Batter Swing" um, <laughs> that one came from. Right here we go. Is um, a bit of a collaboration now. Number two. Yeah, so it's a collaboration. Was it um, Brian Adams? Sorrow. Zorro? No. Musketeers. Close. Yeah, Three Musketeers. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's um, All for Love by Brian Adams and Friends. That one. So uh, a good song at number two. Right. Number one, I think things can only get better, can't they? Oh, is it? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. D-Ream, yeah. What a track that is. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, actually, a really good track. Isn't Things it? Can Only yeah. Get Better with D-Ream. Uh, yeah, Stuart, happy with that one? Brilliant. Absolutely superb. Yeah. That must have been a hit again as well. Probably back in the yeah, think think Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Was it, when did Tony Blair come in then? 97. Okay. So maybe it came back out. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. Back out. Yeah, then. must have. Excellent. Okay. Well, there's a few tracks. Yeah. Some bangers in there. I'm going to say. Return to Innocence, yeah. um, a bit of Tony Braxton, uh, Shaka Demas and Pliers. You're definitely having K7. Yeah. You know you are. <laughs> and D-Ream and Brian Adams, I suppose, yeah. That's, that's a good start, the Brian Adams yeah. song, yeah. Yeah. Good top ten. A couple of weeks ago, you did one, it was terrible. Oh, mate, shocker, wasn't it? What was that? that? It was the Paul Binning one, wasn't it? It was Paul Binning's one. I I don't think we got a track, did we? I think Florida, Flowrider with Low. Yes, yeah. I think was was one. I think that was about it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, a good a good top ten. Um, right, let's just cut, finish off with current affairs, um, Matt and Stewart. So we we've seen four and a half friendlies 
um, so far. Um, we've seen great performances from Naismith in pretty much every game. We've seen Sykes growing into it. Um, and we've seen Wilson, uh, three new sign-ins that are really going to make an impact this season, Matt. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I think consistently, Naismith, um, every performance, as you said, I mean, for me, he would absolutely be my captain. I don't, I don't like a goalkeeper as captain, not not necessarily Dan Bentley. I don't mean it from his point of view, but Naismith, I think, has been consistent in all the games. Sykes, I was unsure. I said to you the first game, didn't I? I'm not sure how he's going to fit in. Yeah. And he's grown. And yesterday, um, in fact, I think the last two games, he was our, our sort of star player, wasn't he? Yeah. Wilson was a little bit subdued yesterday. He didn't, didn't get sort of past his man very much. But well, in the it, games it before that, it he wasn't was... clear why Wilson really didn't start in the Forest Green game, apart from the fact that it was his former it was ex- club. Possibly, yeah. But he yeah. he did he didn't sort of show what he'd shown before. Um, and then there was a few like, strange things went there. And, and I I really really hope Nigel Pearson doesn't start to do this. But he then moved Wilson over to left wing back, and Alex Scott when he came on was right wing back. And it was, come on, you know we've signed a player for a position. Keep him in that position, but then so finishing the game. See that. Finishing the game, Matt. Fifteen minutes to go. Pearson goes four three three, yeah, um, and which sees Alex Scott in a more central role in midfield. Yeah, and on the ball, causing things to happen, wouldn't he? Yeah, Stuart, have you managed to catch any of the friendlies? Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't. I haven't. Um, obviously, I know what happened to highlights in, in them. <laughs> yeah. Um, my only concern, I mean, I'm really, I am really looking forward to this season, and I think we've made some good signings and we've made them early, which is important. But my only concern is. Andy Vyman, I love Andy Vyman, but you can't rely on him to score 20 goals next season because he hadn't done it at all in his career. He had an amazing season. And my only worry is from these friendlies, are we going to score enough goals? I know it doesn't really matter in these pre-season, but are we going to score enough goals and who is going to score the goals? Well, the top goal scorer in pre-season has been Tommy Conway and whether he gets an opportunity or not to start many games this season or not, well, time will tell. But uh, it's a good point. It's a good point, Matt. And we've said we've said about well, not replacing Jiju last season. Yeah, the competition I mean, for Martin. But obviously, we I, know there's goals in the team and Semenyo when he comes back, etc. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with what Stuart's saying. I felt you could see Vyman in those preseason friendly. He's got a different level of confidence, and I'm hoping mm. that mm. that takes him in. And and maybe Stuart, that's that you know going to drive him on. But I I absolutely get what you're saying. Naki Wells hasn't looked like scoring for me. Um, I said to Patch yesterday with Tommy Conway, with about probably 15 minutes to go, he he definitely needs a loan this season. I think, you know, it's probably the right thing to do. And then with that, he pops up with two really natural yeah. finishes to which Patch says, that's why I'd keep him in and around, you know. So, and Antoine's going to be massive. If, if he can come back fit and being in the sort of form that he was at the end of the season. Is there any more and, on how, how long he's been out for? Yeah. Well, I think you said yesterday... Um, or you said, Patrick, that it's yeah. early August or something. There, there's, uh, they're getting a results of a scan in this week sometime, which will tell us. But it could be as early as before the end of August. Because there doesn't seem to be anything about us. I know we all want signings, and we've got the signing early on. But I thought we might make another one, or maybe even two. And I don't know. It doesn't seem to be any. No, there's no, there's no rumours at all. And, and um, the thing for me is, Nigel Pearson himself has said we need a central defensive midfielder mm. and that's not materialized. And you sort of think, well, if you, if you know that you need that, and he was saying that right at the very start before we'd even signed any of the players we'd signed, if you know that, then go out and get them. But I don't know whether it's because it's a bit of a strange transfer window. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, they're going to wait and see what happens. 
Um, but yeah, I, I still think we're a centre half, a central midfielder, and a striker short from not struggling next season. Because centre half, Callas, I know, was doing commentary, wasn't he? I think. Yeah. Is he? I don't quite. I don't really understand what's going on there because he hasn't played at all, has he? So again, again, it's an it's an injury. I think um, with with no, I haven't heard anyone provide a return no. date on that so yeah it's a bit of a strange one if Callas does come in and is and does slot into that middle three I don't know ever it will happen but Naismith's capable of moving into that oh, yeah. central defensive midfield position and even further on as well he's he's somewhere he, who can play I mean everywhere. he is but but again you, you want, want to sign you want to sign players where they want to play he mm. wants to play centre half that's what he came here for same with Wilson for me, the same with Alex Scott. I'm, it, it won't wash with me this year with Alex Scott there. <laughs> you know, yeah, he'll it, play anywhere for me. And Alec, if Alex Scott plays right wing back, then Nigel Pearson is having me over. Um, it just isn't. It shouldn't be happening. Not not when we know we can go out and get players. Um, I think that's a big, big mistake. Okay, so um, draw, drawing a line now, no more sign-ins. Um, from what you've seen, Matt, and I'll come to you after, Stuart, where, what is your prediction for fin- where we finish this season? For what I've seen, I would probably go 15th, 16th. Oh, that's not very... I know, mate. I know, and I don't. I don't want to say because <laughs> when we made those three signings, Stuart, I, I generally know. felt quite I buoyed. Know. But I just think, I mean, there's talk today that Stoke is signing Dwight Gale. I saw that, yeah. And you know, they've made some decent signings. There's yeah. a, Cardiff have made some good signings, which I think Calamo Dana might be one that bites us. But so yeah, that that's why. Um, so I am a bit pessimistic, but yeah. I'm going to go big and say twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, I, I, I was going to go top of the bottom half, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, that's thirteenth at the moment. But as I, as I said the other day, Matt, it's we just want to see an improvement. We want to see yep. some yep. exciting football. We want to see if we can get to see the number of goals we we scored last season. Yeah. Plus, keeping some clean sheets at home. And, and I think you? I think defensively we will be better this season. Um, I mean, Cam Pring's another one where you're sort of questioning his injury yeah. and what the situation is because, you know, certainly he would be in the starting lineup for you, Patch, wouldn't he? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, he offers something. I mean, he came on in that first friendly and set up two Changed goals. Changed the game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's why we do the podcast. It's why we do yeah. the bonus show is to talk about all these permutations and <laughs> and to give our thoughts on on the games. And I just can't wait, Matt. The next bonus show will be back to reviewing games it will be yeah it will be yeah. so uh hold on to your hats people we're um we're getting back into the season and uh i'm sure it's going to be emotional for all of us but uh mm. Stuart, thanks so much for for reaching out and letting us know and giving us that th- feedback on these memories and music podcasts they've kept us entertained and slightly sane throughout the close season <laughs> honestly mate it's been brilliant it's been great fun it's been yeah, great listen you don't, don't, don't uh, downplay what you do because it's terrific oh, thank you thank mate. you so much and, and who thank knows? you for choosing that game because yeah, to relive, exactly. relive those memories in oh, 28 years that just feels like it could have been yesterday can we can we do one we go through every game of 89 <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's a good idea as yeah. long as this podcast is still going I think the close season <laughs> will be memories and music just to keep yeah. us tied over yeah. so yeah so yeah. I'll hold you to that and oh, uh, that's an option in the or close if things season, are really bad this season, season. <laughs> yeah you can pick yeah. a different game. Do every game until Bob Taylor gets carried off yes please, and that's yeah. It. yeah 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, and so, so who knows? We may have another Man United game this season in a Carabao or an FA Cup, and um, yeah, we'll be we'll be knocking on your door for that one, I'm sure. Right. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please do follow us on Twitter at three p i a p c, and we'll be back for the next bonus show, which will be a, a whole Bristol City review. For now, thanks everyone for listening. Take care. Thanks everyone. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast Gonna take this moment I'm gonna make it last Cause you don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn If you stay in this town I'm no savior, I will take you down This here town You know it ain't that big It don't take long to know just what I did Don't come around here Preaching